Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Recorded live. Good morning and welcome to our Dreamweaver team call. And uh, if you're wondering why we're calling the team uh, Dreamweaver, this is out of Eventsburg Travel, but the Dreamweaver team, because we are in the business of helping people build their dreams. So last week we talked about the fact that uh, there are dream stealers out there, and team members by now should have gotten a postcard from me that uh, welcomed you to the Dreamweaver team, and it talks about people stealing your dream. Um, and uh, so that's one of the things that we do is, is help people figure out why, why they do the things they do to move their lives on to a positive direction. And uh, the big thing that we talked about last week was stinking thinking. That's the dream stealer, stinking thinking. And uh, I don't know, but Sunita, do you remember an idea of stinking thinking? Yeah, when the telephone weighs a ton. When the telephone. And and what else was it? Do you remember anything else? Um. And how do we and how we get around the telephone weighing a ton? Or or thinking that people are going to look down on you because you're in um in a in, a, in a, a non-traditional business. Yes, or you're internet yes. marketing or you're in a, a multi-level business. Um and combating thinking thinking is pretty easy uh in many cases and one of them is hey, uh if you talk to somebody and they get into your business and they make Three or four hundred dollars a month, or a thousand, or four thousand, or even if they just save money and have fun making a trip. Okay, have you done them any harm? No, you've probably you've probably done a good thing. You've probably done a good thing. So, and and we talked about the fact that if you know something good and you don't share it, it's your responsibility to share it. Some other things we talked about are uh, positive affirmations and how Tiger Woods and 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 uh, Arnold Palmer and a lot of guys out there, uh, uh, basketball stars, their big thing is is they uh, even even Babe Ruth he visualized if you read his bio visualized making those home runs, making those home runs. But the other thing I want to talk about is. Um, Babe Ruth had a thing uh, one time, and I think this is where this came from, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but he said um, something like, uh, you, you, uh, uh, you, you miss 100% of those, uh, 100% of those, uh, of those pitches you don't, you don't swing at. Exactly. And then someone else said, you make you miss a hundred percent of those baskets you don't throw. So uh, visualization is very helpful. Um, and then later on, after the fact, we talked to uh, Anthony Griggs, who told us that visualization plays a very big part in sports, and he's very big on visualization. It's a, uh, a gentleman with a very good, positive attitude. The other thing we talked about in recap is reading, and one of the books to read, and it, this can be for any part of your life. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to do this for the business you're in, and that is As a Man Thinketh. And uh, it's biblical. That's all I'm going to say about that. 
there is a quote in the Bible, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And we talked about gigo, garbage in, garbage out. Whatever you put in your brain is going to come out of your mouth. And if it comes out of your mouth, you're going to speak it to existence. How much better is it if you speak positive things? So uh, we talked about uh, the books that we're going to read, uh, Psycho-Cybernetics on a Long-Term Basis and As a Man Thinketh, uh, which is a very short book. And for many years, I carried it with me. And that's why, um, Joe, what do I say when people ask me how I am? Oh, boy, you're asking me now? I am blessed and highly favored. I am blessed <laughs> really? and highly favored. And 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 uh, I know it's 8 o'clock in the morning. And I am blessed and highly favored. And, and, and also I add happy to be here, happy to be here every day. Um, I had a friend of mine years ago, an old older man who was about probably 80 years old, and I asked him how I was, and he said, every day with both feet above ground is a great day. That's true. <laughs> so, That's absolutely true. So uh, today, um, I thought we'd talk about keeping it all positive. And one of the things I've learned in my life, and we've talked about this recently because some toxic people came into my life over a death of a very good friend, and... Um, there are toxic people around you that you need to cut out of your life. Um, I also have a friend that just thinks he's God gift to everything and everything out of his mouth. Some days it's wonderful, but there are days when everything out of his mouth, I, I hate this town and I hate this and these people this and these people that. Man, that is a 15-second person. That is a 15-second person. Excuse me, the phone's ringing. Um, excuse me, I have something I have to do. Excuse me, oh, I see somebody over there that's a client that I have to talk to. Or, uh, oh, excuse me, my my, my uh, granddaughter needs me. There's always an excuse to get away from a toxic, toxic uh, person, and I suggest you practice those excuses, whatever they are. Uh, uh, years ago, my late husband gave me, uh, and I, I, I uh, sometime on this call, I'll, I'll play it for you. It's a little device and it's got um, uh, sounds in it, and uh, one of them is the phone ringing, like it's a busy office. Oh, excuse me, now their line's ringing, and you just press the button on this little thing, and then, the, <laughs> and then the, another one is this big crash. Oh my goodness, something in the car in the garage just fell. I gotta go. Uh, another one is uh, a doorbell. Oh, someone's at my door. So in your mind, you can figure out a way, if you don't have this little device, you can figure out a way to get rid of those toxic people. And one of the things I learned many, many years ago, you are, they say birds with feather flock together, you are the people you associate with. You will be like, always be like, the people you associate most with most in your life. So let's think about the kinds of people that we like to associate with. Okay, I'm not putting anybody else on the spot. Anybody want to volunteer? Okay. Let me tell you, let me tell you I'll volunteer. Number one, my prerequisite for friends are that they have a good positive attitude and a solid ego state. Uh, they don't necessarily have to be someone to talk about themselves all the time, but they have to be someone that knows in their heart that they're a good person and that they have things to offer others. That's probably my first criteria. Um, uh, I have another criteria, and uh, uh, that is um, 
they we used to say years ago in another multi-level business I was involved in, uh, friends don't like friends die broke. Um, one of the things that I, I, I like to know is that I, I, I'm dealing with highly motivated people. Um, I want to deal with people that get up every day and know that they have to do things in their life to move their life forward, whether it be for their friends, uh, their family, their business. But they know there are things they have to do in their life. They have things that they have to get done. And they rarely say, I have to do this. And this is one of the habits I'm starting to break. I have to, I have to. Not, I need to, I need to. How about, how about, I am doing if you eliminate have-tos from your life, the tasks become a lot easier to do. So the people that I want in my life are, are, are positive people. They're motivated people. Um, they don't have to be yes people. I don't want people to tell me yes all the time. You don't learn anything from yes people. So diversity is in your relationship. I often have, uh, Friends of mine are, are not always of the same political party. Uh, they're not always of the same faith or persuasion. They are not always uh, people who who, uh, have all the same ideas as me. But they are people who have good character. They have a positive influence on their families. That's what they put out of their mouth. Those are the kinds of people that I look to associate with. If you are always associating, remember, Birds with feather flock together, and you are the people you associate with. So the first thing that you have to deal with when you want to keep it positive is association. The second thing is, and we talked about this last week, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. When I say things like that, you know, as a man speaketh, so is he. My mother used to say, Don't call that into existence. That's a self-fulfilling prophecy, Joanne. If you say you can't do it, then you really can't. That was her big. That was her big thing. If you say you can't do it, you can't do it. And 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 this was a woman who never took a positive uh, affirmation class, who never listened, read a motivational book, who 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 never listened to tapes or CDs. She never heard a TED talk. I don't think they were even invented them. This is a little old Italian lady who who wore her stockings rolled down around her 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 ankles when she wasn't wearing my father's socks because they were left over and he didn't want to wear them or they got shrunk or something in the washing. So this was somebody that knew instinctively that if you say you can't do it, you can't. And go back to your childhood, and everybody has read that book, um, The Little Train Who Could. I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. Who has not met, read that book? And, and, and you know, I don't even know if we could find a copy of it anymore, but I, I, I was favored all my kids. I told them that we would make the, a game of, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. So if you think you can, you can. You have the capability. My father was a coal miner, used to tell me. And this is where my solid ego and drive come from, probably, 
My father used to call me and say to me, you can do anything you want to do, including be president of the United States. My father was the first women's official women's liber, and he didn't even know what women's liberation was. He was the first official women's liberationist that I probably knew. My father was convinced whether you were a man or a woman didn't make any difference in this country, you could do whatever you want to do. You should take a listen from, from, uh, from um, immigrants who come to this, this, this country. And uh, sometimes they will come, even to this day, and live 14 people in an apartment while they're making a living and growing their their nest eggs so they can usually start businesses. That's why you see so many immigrant businesses around the United States. They did not come to this country to be broke. And here we are, and if you talk to them, Many of them, you will be so inspired because we here look around and we don't realize the myriad opportunities that exist for us just for the picking. And there's so much low-hanging fruit. There's not an existence. And that's why when you talk about giving somebody a business, boy, you can hand it. One of my goals, we talked about the why, and we're going to talk about that again right now. So I'm letting you girls warm up and uh, figure out your why for doing this business. Um, and uh, then I'm going to ask you. Can I interject one statement? Sure. Go right ahead, please, anytime you want to. We're talking about immigrants and not coming here to, um, what was the word you said? What was it? Be broke. They didn't, come here to be broke. they didn't come here to be broke, and they did not come here to become a ward of the state either. They're not here looking for a handout. They're trying to they're, they're cooperating with each other to set, to set each other up so that they don't have to depend on others. And you get it. You come from an immigrant family. Yes. Really, and my I'm I'm only the I'm only the second generation born here in the United States. Uh, my all four of my grandparents, both sides of the family, came here from Italy on both sides of the family. Um, legal immigrants, they came here legally. Okay, they they they, they sat. My grandparents sat at Ellis Island and uh, and had uh, you know one had their name changed, you know, um, and the other fortunately kept the last name. Um, yeah, but um, yet they they became legal immigrants immigrants to the United States. They uh, learned the language, they assimilated the culture, and uh, my grandparents on one side of the family owned. Uh, my grandfather owned every type of business you could imagine. He was a huckster. He had a garden. He had gardens and gardens, and he was a huckster. He had a, a watermelon, a green of guna beans. Uh, he would go around in, in the patch neighborhoods of the coal mining days, and he would sell vegetables. And and uh, then and then then in the summertime, he would he had an ice cream. He had a truck, and he would sell ice cream off his truck in the summertime. And then later on, they saved all their money. And my grandmother built a greenhouse, and they sold plants. So... Uh, so my grandmother couldn't cook, but she could sell a plant. She knew how to run a business. She couldn't cook a lick. She said, oh, you tell you what, whatever, that I didn't couldn't cook. Just a little humor, humor there. She had 12 kids, and her kids learned to cook, so out of self-defense. <laughs> yeah, I can believe it. Well, the, the, point, the point that I think we're trying to make is um, for people that join us in this venture is that we have to really change our, our thinking in terms of what is America about? America is not about teaching people how to get on welfare and how to have one more kid and get one more check from them. It is about making people fiercely independent and not dependent 
on a government that has already a, a big burden of responsibility for those that cannot do for themselves. If you're able-bodied and you have a good six inches between your ears, yeah, you have all the qualifications to do your own thing and stand on your own two feet and be functional. Now, you're absolutely right. That's 100%. But there's a difference between daydreaming, okay, and visualization. And there's a different there's a difference between um positive affirmations that are pie in the sky to positive affirmations that you know are going to happen someday. One of my positive affirmations, I'll just tell you a little story, is that both of my sons, when I start when I wrote these years ago, were in the insurance business together and I wrote that both of my sons would become business owners in their own business and that they would 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 climb the ranks and eventually have their own businesses. Well, my one son is now number one in the company that he works for in retention in the world. Um, and if you'd see him, I'll be real honest, um, he, 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 he's got long hair, a beard, a mustache, some in the wintertime looks like Grizzly Adams. Um, <laughs> he's got tattoos everywhere and piercings. And he's six foot three, and he's kind of a scary looking dude. Nicest guy in the world, most responsible guy in the world. So you can't always judge a book by its cover. Um, and um, um, and my other son did did not stay in the same business, but he now has his own um, appliance delivery business. So that's something that I said over and over again. Um, and and I also, of course, prayed for it, but that's my way of thinking. That may not be yours, but I prayed over it on a continual basis that it came to pass. And you will discover that if you take the things that you want to happen in your life and you put them on a piece of paper and stick them somewhere, some people put them in their journals, some people put, I put them in my Bible, um, and uh, periodically as, as things come to pass, I check them off and make new ones. Um, so keeping it positive, the second thing we talked about this last week, week is is positive affirmations. And I'm, I'm kind of jumping around the board this morning because it's early and I'm, you know, just speaking from the heart and really, really, really laid anything out. But positive affirmations are things, and we talked about this, and, and I'm going to give everybody a little break because uh, I think that it was Sunita's day to give us her positive affirmations, but we'll we'll do that later, a little later on. But I have positive affirmations. One of my number one positive affirmations is people respect me. They want to do business with me. They want to know what I know. Once I meet them, they do business with me, and they continue to do business with me. They become lifetime clients. That, that's one of my positive affirmations. And, um, and uh, my other affirmations is are, you know, and, and some of them are biblical. One of the things that I recite every day is I am, I am the head and not the tail. I am blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the country. I'm blessed when I come in. I'm blessed when I go out. If it's a Bible verse, don't. Like, no, I'm not a Bible token person. I mean, I Bible is here in my house, and I, I read it on a daily basis. Uh, and, but but it, I'm not. I, I can't quote you chapters and verse. I'm not a Bible scholar. Scholar. I know it's in there. <laughs> I know it's in there, and yeah. I know it works. I know it works for me. 
okay? So don't get the idea that, you know, I'm a scholar, I'm going to quote Bible verses to you because, you know, periodically these are things that have helped me, and that's why I use them. Um, so, so stay around positive people. Um, guard what comes out of your mouth. Guard what goes into your brain. And this is one of the reasons that I have the show that I have, which is all the good news about Pittsburgh. My mother used to say years ago when we only had KDKA and WTA, two channels, that was it. It's all we could get on our TV. We were, you know. And I remember that my we would never had one. My aunt was working. She lived with my mother's parents after my grandmother died. And she bought our first TV. And my mother would say, turn it on. And sometimes you had to wait 10 minutes for the darn thing to turn on, if anybody remembers that, because I'm a baby boomer. And you had to wait. That TV didn't come on. So now I have a smart TV, and it takes a while to come on. And somebody was complaining about it. I said, this is nothing. (laughs) This is nothing compared to what it used to be like. But my mother used to say, turn on the news and listen to the weather. When that's off, turn it off, because there ain't nothing good on there. And um, she used to uh, talk about a guy that during World War II would come on the air, and um, he started his broadcast because uh, he wanted one night, and he was talking about the fact that we had downed some American planes, and the, and the, and and he got phone calls from people and and letters and telegrams in those days were very popular about how excited they were that there was something good. So he started his broadcast that he would start out. Gabriel Heater started every broadcast for many years into the 50s when we adopted that if it bleeds, it leads attitude. He started with, ladies and gentlemen of America, there's good news tonight. And he was a very popular broadcaster. And he, and he went through various networks until, like we said, the local news became, if it bleeds, it leads attitude. You know, don't listen, don't watch that stuff. Don't, I keep the news on, but I don't pay attention to it. Um, I, I look for, I look for, hey, somebody's house burned down, but all the neighbors got together and, 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 and gave them everything they needed to get started again. Or uh, I listened to uh, uh, the guy uh, who, without thinking about it, rushed into a burning building to save people. Those are the kind of stories I want to hear. I want to hear good things that people are doing. I want to hear good things. You know, how many how many uh, organizations are out there raising money for cancer? I want to hear about the little girl who has a lemonade stand and uh, she's uh, donating to the Make a Wish Foundation. That's the kind of stuff. That's the kind of stuff that I'm looking for. And uh, and as far as reading, I haven't read a paper in probably I don't know twenty years. Oh my um, God. Yeah. I, I I I once in a while I'll pick one up. Uh, every once in a while they they plague me with uh, with uh, delivering the local newspaper to my house, and I I uh, eventually call them up and say, "Don't send the paper. I'm not moving. I don't have dishes to wrap." I don't need the newspapers. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> years ago when we would move, you know, we would t- save the newspapers and have stacks of when you'd wrap your dishes and stuff in there, you know. Um, and Or if you wanted to mail something, you wrapped everything in newspaper. Well, now you can buy those peanuts and wrap them, and they work a lot better. And they take less time when you just pour them in a box, and, you know, they're biodegradable, so it's okay. Um, so, so that's the other thing, garbage in, garbage out. Um, so keep it positive. Keeping positive means staying away from toxic people, okay? And 
there are people that you want to spend a lot of time. They're one-hour people. Those are the people you go to lunch with because you come away and you say, wow, was that great? Was that a great conversation? That's so amazing. Now, I'm not saying dessert friends who have challenges. That's not, that's not acceptable, okay? You have to support your friends if they have something going on. I can tell you, having inflammatory breast cancer, I would not have gotten through it without friends and family who constantly encouraged me. And believe it or not, they helped me focus on the positive. I'm not saying desert people who have challenges, but desert those people that are always complaining, despite the fact that they have a home to live in, they have a great husband uh, or, or wife, they have good kids. I mean, they might have challenges. Um, uh, they have a job. They, uh, uh, they're able to uh, do things. Those negative people that everything Everything on the news, everybody in the thing that somebody's trying to do. It's negative, negative, negative. Those are the people, if you want to keep positivity in your life and you want to keep moving forward, you have to keep positive people around you. You have to speak positive things out of your mouth. You need to, you need to um, put positive input into your head. Um, laugh a lot. Laughter is wonderful. And I heard some place, and smile. Every day. There's a woman on this call, my friend Jill. I don't care what's going on in her life, but if you show up to meet her, she's got the biggest, most gorgeous smile on her face. You know why? Mm. Why? She has, she has a four-footed friend that does that to her. To the four-footed friend? <laughs> my puppy. Your puppy. Yeah. My puppy. And it's not that Jill hasn't had adversity in her life, because she has, and, and, and we've been through that with her. But she has decided it's much easier to smile. Oh, it's a lot more fun. Yeah, my father was the king of laughter. God bless him. Uh, I remember being uh, 18 years old. I got married early the first time, and um, my husband had no job. Our car had just broken down, and he was lying in WVU University Hospital having exploratory surgery because he was very ill, and they didn't know what was wrong with him. And my father put his arm around me. I was crying. My father put his arm around me, and he said, Joanne, don't worry. It's okay. Don't worry. He said, I'm going to tell you a story. He said, he said, 20 years ago, your mother and I got married, and we didn't have a pot to piss in. And here's where I thought I was going to say something really amazing and wonderful. And he said, here it is, 20 years later, we still have a pot to piss in, but we have four really great kids and we have each other. And then he just flashed his gold tooth and he put his head back and he laughed and he laughed. And I said, yeah, that's pretty funny, Dad. <laughs> I have to say that it's pretty funny. <laughs> Not very motivating, but it's funny. And he looked at me and he said, you have to learn to laugh at everything. When it's time to cry, learn to laugh. When you feel bad, just laugh. He said, that's the best medicine, laughing. It was a coal miner who went to the sixth grade. And he knew that if you could laugh at life, okay, and my favorite thing is if you have a dilemma, make it dilemonade. There's some way to turn it into a good thing. Dilemonade. If you have a dilemma, make it dilemonade. You have to be Italian to make it dilemonade, okay? Well, the lemonade, yeah, the lemonade. If you're if you're if you're if you're American, make lemonade. If you have lemons, life gives you lemons, make lemonade. If you're Italian, okay. If you have a dilemma, make the lemonade. 
Okay. Hey, we're into vowels. Yes. What can I tell you? <laughs> Thanks for pointing that out, Sadina. <laughs> so, uh, so that's what this is all about. If life gives you lemons, wait. I have one more to add for you. Sure. When I was in college, a friend of mine who's an art major gave me a big poster for my birthday, and she drew the biggest set of lips with teeth, that little sparkles drawn in there. And the saying next to it was, smile, give your teeth some fresh air. That's very good. <laughs> That's very good. And there, and, and there, there's a quote, and I'm not sure how many muscles it is, but it takes something like uh, uh, one, I don't know, 173 muscles or more to frown, but only about three to smile. <laughs> so yeah, it takes less, all right. it takes less energy. It takes less energy. So keep smiling. Keep positive. And one of the things we talked about, now I'm holding everybody's hand to the fire next week, so remember this. If you don't figure out why, you are never going to figure out how. Now, Sunita told us her why last week. I told you my why last week. We're not going to put Jill to the or anybody else to the hand to the fire. And we're starting small here. This is a small group, but we are in the growth phase, and it's going to explode here soon. So you're going to hear from a lot more people. Um, Sunita, you want to give your why again? Why you're doing the business? I don't want my no. I want to, but never say a statement I don't want. <laughs> I always say what you want. Um, I want to leave my younger son with enough assets so that he can take care of his uh, brother when I'm gone. And um, it's, it's a responsibility he's taken on by himself. He, he was not told he had to do it. But nonetheless, he's decided that he's going to be, be the responsible party for his own brother. And that, that's my main driving factor, is how do I get to give him that independence that ability to live life the way he wants to and yet be able to take care of his brother without stress of, of where is the money going to come from. And uh, mine is to to leave some for my great-grandchildren, uh, to leave uh, something behind, uh, a heritage for them. Number one, to know that their grandmother uh, had a good lifestyle and earned it, and uh, and the other one is to leave something behind to take care of their education, and uh, because they're, I love my grandson, but he has a minimum wage job, and who knows? I I speak every day that he's going to come out of that and do something else. I speak every day that he will be successful. Uh, they'll go back to school and he'll do the things with his life that he's had a plan for. Uh, but just in case, just in case. Uh, this is for my grandchildren. The other thing is a very long-range goal. I have always had a vision of being able to give away a million dollars a year Ooh, cool. to worthy charities. That has always been my thing. Um, I, what do I need in life? I have a house that I live in. Uh, you know, uh, Yes, we struggle from day to day to do things we do. We're all entrepreneurs here um, in other businesses, all of us on this call uh, at this point in time. Um, and you know that as an entrepreneur, every day that you keep the doors open is a victory. 
Every day that the balance sheet is positive is a victory. Every day that you grow your business is a victory. So we're all entrepreneurs here, so we get that. Um, but uh, that's my why. Those are my why. It's a long-term one and then a short-term one. And uh, and then uh, we'll be asking other people on the call next week what their why is. Because remember, you can't. That's the thing. We said. T- I'm going to reiterate this. Um, and there's a book written by Dexter Yeager, who may not even be alive anymore, I don't know. He was a crown ambassador in the Amway business, and it applies to whatever you want to do in your life, and it was called a very thin book. It's probably about 80 pages. Don't let anybody steal your dream. Don't let anybody steal your dream. And I remember going to these big conferences, and a guy by the name of Bob Zender would get up there and scream at some little guy about 4 foot 11 and chubby, and he would get out there and say, don't let anybody steal your dream. Don't let anybody steal your dream. And the second thing is, action cures everything. But never, ever, ever confuse activity with results. And I think the final thing we talked about last week is fear. False evidence appearing real. False evidence appearing real. If you're afraid to go into another business and make it work. And I don't think that any of us on this call have fear of traditional businesses because we all at this point in time have traditional businesses as entrepreneurs. But there are other things that you have a fear about, fear of what people will think, fear of of, of uh, how your family will talk about you, um, fear uh, of failing often. And sometimes that fear of failing, if you if you listen to it, doesn't make it. You'll never start. You'll never start. And I think the other fear is not knowing enough. Um, I have a little thing on my wall that says, uh, among many things, I have stuff all over my wall, but one of them is start. Take action. Stop thinking about it. Stop wondering if you're ready. Stop wondering if you're fully prepared. Stop fearing that you don't know enough. Just begin. So, Call's done for today, unless anybody else has anything to add. Um, And the big thing in your life is keep it positive. Remember, what you say is what you get. And birds with feather flock together. So associate with forward-moving, positive-thinking people in your life. You know, don't abandon your friends who are having tough times. By all means, support them. But feed your soul Feed your psyche, feed your emotional stability, feed your dream by associating with positive people who are moving forward. Listen to good news, not bad news. Read good stuff in your brain. That's how you keep it all positive. Uh, The mechanics of the business will follow. um, uh, And then we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about getting your mind right. Because if your mind is right, like my father said, said, in this land of all opportunity. Hey, by the way, read some Horatio Alger, okay, if you want to talk up fine about a guy who came to this country and built a lifestyle, not a business, not a job, but a lifestyle. So, you know, if you're if you're here in the United States, you've got amazing opportunities. You've got the freedom to do the freedom to do and be whatever you want to be. So just go out and begin. Get started. Let's get started. So next week, we're going to talk about some more whys, and we're going to talk about a plan to how to put our why 
uh, into action and make it happen. And uh, ladies, thank you so much for getting up with me this morning. Uh, and I know that I am preaching to the choir. Okay, what am I going to do right now? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm probably going to go back to bed for 20 minutes. <laughs> Uh, but at least we got this done. Uh, again, uh, yeah, thanks for joining me this morning, ladies. And uh, and remember, we're we're the Dreamweaver team. We know, and when you get out and talk to people, help them build their dream. Our biggest asset is that for most of Americans, for most of Americans, someone has stolen their dream, and it's our job to give it back to them. That's it for today. Thank you, Joanne. Bye. Bye. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.